It's time for the Wrestling Perspective Podcast here on WrestlingInc.com. I'm Dennis Farrell. He's Petey Williams. What's up? How's she going, eh? It's going all right. You'll hear a little echoey in my uh, little studio. I'm redoing it, so... Uh, the, the the bedroom, I wouldn't call it a bedroom. I actually have a real room that's built into a studio, but it's a little echoey, but I don't have the panels up. But uh, I'm here. Well, that's good that you're redoing it. That means it's going to be more manly, I guess. You could take down all the uh, the boy band posters. Is that what you're doing? That, my My Little Pony stuff is all coming down, <laughs> yeah. Good, I, good, good. I, I'm no, actually, uh, I'm actually putting up more wrestling stuff. I'm uh, kind of transitioning from football to wrestling, so I'm, I've got ordered some old wrestling posters off Amazon. I'm, I'm kind of excited. You know, that's that's awesome because I mean, when my my last kid was born, I had to turn my wrestling room into a kids' room, so I'm actually doing the opposite. I'm taking the wrestling stuff down. So um, maybe one day I can aspire to be like you, Dennis. Do Do you want to put it in my studio? I, I, I want to put my memorabilia in your studio. This is worth a try. <laughs> uh, let's or see. maybe maybe your studio downtown, man. Your studio downtown's nice. Yeah. Man. Wait, we never go there. Why not? Hey, we need to do that. We need to, man, because that in your VIP area up there with the overlooking the city with the barbecue, all that kind of stuff. That's how I roll, baby. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, it's nice. So, uh, bef- anyways, before we get into the show, let's do a little housekeeping. PD, you and I have a live show, Belleville, Michigan. Uh, it will be December third. It's this Sunday. If you're listening, uh, Indiana, Ohio, Michigan, anywhere close to there, come out for the show, Border City Wrestling, and it will be taped. Some of it will be used on Impact Wrestling. Yeah, uh, that's like impacts uh deal now like a lot of uh independent shows they'll show on you know impact and uh yeah i mean you're probably gonna see you know i don't know what matches that will be on impact actually um uh, like the big main event is a three-way match uh, between uh johnny impact eli drake and alberto el patron so and that's gonna be for the global championship so that'll be the the, the big main event there um do you want to talk about my match this right now? Let's let's talk a little bit. Your match, uh, you were in a you're in a three way too, right? Uh, it's a four way with Kaido. He's a uh, uh, young boy in Noah. Uh, very good. He's uh, he lives over in Windsor right now. Um, you got myself. You got Hakeem Zane, uh, who just won the Global Forged um, on Impact. It's kind of like the equivalent. It's Impact's equivalent to Tough Enough. So, um, so he won that. What, and you got Jimmy Jacobs as well. He wasn't the guy that you were going to take under your wing when you were rumored to come back, right? No, no, no. That was a whole different storyline. Okay. Uh, that that guy's already in Impact. This guy like just got, um, and I've known him for for years. He's been around the you know Michigan independent scene, and he did a little bit of work for Ring of Honor. Um, I don't think he was. He might have been there when when we went to that Ring of Honor show last uh, in okay. May. Um, but yeah, and then he also worked, uh, Ishimura, uh, I don't know if it's aired yet. I remember watching their match. I don't know if it's for explosion or for impact and I don't know if they already aired it or is going to be aired in the future, but they had a nice little match. I, I was, I was, I was really proud of him. I thought he like, you know, he, he carried, he carried himself very well and, uh, he looked very good in the ring against Ishimura. So, um, yeah, and then obviously we got uh, you know Jimmy Jacobs, um, his big return after 
you know, being let go by WWE, he'll be in the match as well. Uh, because of a photo with the Bullet Club, by the way. <laughs> yes, because of a photo with the Bullet Club. So, um, so ridiculous, but um, it, that's professional wrestling for you. Yeah, so I, I'm excited because this is kind of the first show I'm going with you where I actually have something to do. Yeah, uh, I mean, besides being Buff Bagwell's, like, <laughs> escorting people out of the ring, besides yeah. that. Yeah, carrying your bags, yes, uh, besides that <laughs> stuff. I, I'm I'm excited about this. Uh, it's been a while. I mean, I think the last live show I've done, I was with ESPN, and then they had me do a personal appearance in a bar in, like, Sylvania, Ohio, or something like that, and nobody showed up. Oh, this is the best part, Petey. Bless this girl's heart. So I'm sitting there, and, you know, I've got all this ESPN crap to give away. And the bartender lady comes up to me and goes, you know, if you want to leave, it's okay. You don't have to stay here the whole time. And, like, that's the most defeated feeling I've ever had right there. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, uh, that 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 sucks. It, I mean, I've, well, I've been at some autograph signings that uh, – there wasn't a lot of people. Um, I mean, I, I guess I, I, I feel your pain. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. But uh, it's yeah. not going to happen at the show because we're going to do a live podcast. It's, uh, like I said, with Border City Wrestling in, conju- in conjunction with Podcast Detroit. They're setting up a booth. Well, there's three podcasts. You and I are main eventing the show. So there's two other podcasts. I wish I could remember their name. Not trying to bury them or anything. But... Uh, you and I and our good friend Ryan, you did his show on the Detroit Wrestling Morning, or it was a country, not country, but oldies station, WCS. Classic Rock, yeah. Class, 94. yeah. And yeah. Uh, he has a wrestling podcast. You did his show. He's coming out to be the third man in ours, which, thank you, Ryan. We appreciate it. What You and I, we've kind of talked about what we're going to talk about, and it's going to be kind of the state of the union of wrestling, whether it's WWE or the independent scene. We're, we're going to kind of go and talk about that. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be it'll, – it'll be a lot of fun because it'll be a show like we haven't done before, so I'm pretty excited for it. Um, I don't know how it's going to turn out. I'm assuming it's going to turn out great, you know, because not because of me, because of you, Dennis. Oh, thanks. Um, I can see yourself already walking into the building. You I know, see that, too. Now that you have something to do, you're going to walk in there. You're like boot open the door. You're going to walk past the promoter, not even shake his hand, and just be like, "Hey, where's uh, where, where do we set up our podcast stuff?" You uh, know like, who I am. Going to own the place. Yeah. yeah. Finally, finally, I'm back. I'm excited. So yeah, I am really excited about actually having a role. Finally, so this is going to be pretty cool for you and I. First time that we've actually done the podcast face to face, even though we live thirty minutes apart from each other. Yeah, this will be interesting. <laughs> we've already talked about this. I don't think we're going to be like, or maybe we should. Maybe we should just like sit across the table from each other and just stare at each other face to face and talk to each other. Because oh, yeah. even when you watch like uh, radio shows that are on TV, like Mike and Mike, or like whatever show you got. They're not facing each other. They're kind of like facing like like just not face to face. They're either facing one direction or kind of, you know, there's a huge distance between them or whatever the case may be. They're facing a screen. So, um, yeah, we should just like and take a picture of mm. us, too. So people know that we're actually facing each other face to face. Oh, the face off. 
would be so ridiculous. Yes, it would. But uh, come out and support the podcast. We would love for you guys to come out. Uh, Every time we go to a show now, more and more people are telling us they love the podcast, which it's awesome. You know, we've talked many times. I'm not getting schmutzy here about it, but I just want to say thank you. And this is the ultimate way to support the podcast is by coming out here, showing everybody that you love the podcast, letting everybody see that. I'm just not the no-name person on this show. I'm actually, I wouldn't even use Petey Williams equal. I'd be like his bag handler. No, 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 no. Uh, Ryan is probably the no-name person on our show because he hasn't been on our show before. No, so, right. But, I mean, we're doing a good job of hyping him up right now. I, I feel like we are. But uh, come out, be a part of the live podcast. I'm sure there will be a Q&A that we'll try to do. Um, but we'll figure out a way to incorporate the fans into that. You know, maybe, I don't want to say too many maybes, but we'll figure out something to do to get the fans involved if they're out there. Yeah, all about interaction. We like, we already do it with this podcast right now by, you know, having us tweet your questions and all that kind of stuff. And uh, later on when we do our game, I think we should, uh, we should have people tweet some, uh, their thoughts on it, some things that they want uh, the Ask the Wife to, uh, you know, um, yeah. When we tweeted it out earlier in the week, we had about five or six people that hit us up. And I wish when I put this list together, I, I read those names. So I apologize. But I'll go back through for next time. But let's talk a little bit about this game, PD. Okay. Um, so it's uh, it's a game. Uh, you you came up with this list. Uh, I, was, I don't know how I came up with this game in my head, but... Um, I really wish I could remember, like, you know, uh, how I came up with it, like, what, what my thought process was. But I just said to you, I said, hey, what do you think of this game? Porn star name or wrestler name? Mm. And then the wife has to guess since she doesn't know anything about wrestling. We've already established that. And <laughs> you said, I love, like, it's brilliant. Like, you know, I love it. And uh, so you, you formulated the list. Um, I did a little. Uh, a quick one with her just to see if you know it was be too easy for her and she totally got it wrong so i'm like hey great this is perfect this game will work and then you came up with this awesome list and i even i even popped pretty big when you when you sent it to me and i was like oh this is i forgot about him i forgot about him like just wrestlers you know and uh, i'm like this is gonna be great i'm and and it, it it's gonna be great Yes, I, I cannot wait for the people to listen as we are trying to do more and different things. And I, I, by the way, thank you to your wife who allows us to poke fun at her each week for the last two weeks. Yeah, and she doesn't look at it as poking fun because of anything. I think her cool points are going up Absolutely. because she doesn't know anything about wrestling. So, I mean, it just goes to show that, you know, it, it's not an act like she literally doesn't know anything about wrestling. All right, let's let's talk a little bit about this week in wrestling where, you know, we're kind of in that dead period, I feel like, of wrestling where if you miss a show, it doesn't really matter. Class of the Cham- Clash of the Champions is coming up. Uh, you know what I do want to talk about? There are a couple things I do want to hit on. Starcade. I'm Oh, my God, how do I wish that that was actually a pay-per-view event because I would have watched it as a WCW guy. See, here's the thing. It. I was thinking that too. I'm like, I would love it if they bring back Starcade as a pay per view, but I'm like, Starcade was, it was Starcade. It's, it was WCW's equivalent to WrestleMania. Yep. So I don't think it would do them justice if they brought 
just like Starcade. It would just be like another pay-per-view. It wouldn't have that Starcade feeling that the original Starcades had. So um, I'm kind of glad they didn't bring back that the Starcade. Uh, it's just just for that reason I just said. I don't think it would do it justice. It would just be like it would almost kill the Starcade name. I disagree. I think I think you could do it as the NXT uh, WrestleMania. Oh, there you go. Okay, I didn't even think of that. Uh, yeah, so in NXT, they can definitely do it, and that could be like their WrestleMania. Like, uh, they usually do a TakeOver special WrestleMania weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, that could be their Starcade right there. So good thinking. I didn't even think of that. But but I pop pretty big for it. Arn Anderson does a spine buster on Dolph Ziggler, which I'm not sure if I was super excited about that. But it, it was really cool. I thought that, you know, how they incorporated some of the old WCW and WA guys into this pay-per-view was really neat. Yeah, I mean, and I think that's what they're going to go for. And I think it... Uh, I know I, I kind of want to see it like on uh, the network. I don't know if they filmed it for the network. I did hear that there was, you know, a hard cam at least. I don't know if there was a handheld floating around. So I don't know if they're actually going to show it. Um, but it'd be cool if they actually did later on. And, you know, they might a year from now or something like, hey, you know, check out this footage from last year to kind of build it up and all that kind of stuff. So um, I, I would have liked to have seen it. Yeah. You know, it could. someone asked me this to ask you and i'm not sure how i feel about this but when we talked about nxt you see people come up and if they don't succeed they get fired they never go back down but could you see wrestlers starting to go back to nxt if they don't succeed on the main roster yeah i think they did that didn't like uh oh like didn't emma do that or or, or was it somewhere right or Eve Marie or something like that. There, there's a couple that actually did that. Okay. Um, they kind of went back there. Um, it, I, I look at is it like you know baseball? That's like their AAA kind of deal. Um, their farm team or whatever. Uh, I don't see why they they can't go back instead of releasing them. We're like, hey, let's put you in NXT, and then you know see what comes of it. So, and I remember back when you know like when Neville was still in NXT and all that kind of stuff. Guys that were like you know, kind of like mid-card or whatever, like Cesaro. Um, he came back and did a show on NXT, like kind of like as a special thing. So I like when they do that. I like when they have main roster guys show up and like, do something for like a one-off on NXT. I, I really enjoy that because you, you don't expect it. What did you think of Ron SmackDown this week? Um, didn't catch him, but I caught the, the clips and stuff right. like that. Um, with Raw... Uh, it just feels like, you know, they're. I, I thought the crowd sucked. Um, were they like in Tennessee or something? Oh my like that? gosh! Did you or see Kentucky my? Or, or... It, they were in Tennessee, and that was the worst crowd ever. I I even tweeted about how bad this crowd was. They they were chanting "You deserve it" to Roman Reigns. Yeah, and see, okay, now I've wrestled in Tennessee for I don't know for for a long time because that's where. We used to film our weekly pay-per-views, Nashville, Tennessee. And, you know, they're they're very, uh, you know, no offense to anybody that is listening to this that lives in the Tennessee area. But it's like whatever you present them, like, hey, here's our good guy. Here's our bad guy. They accept it. They're like, yep, that that, that makes sense. And they'll, they'll cheer the good guy and they'll boo the bad guy. I remember 
but but it's great if you're building a product and stuff like they should WWE if they want to build Roman Reigns they should do all their shows in Tennessee right because he's gonna get he's gonna get cheered yes. and that's what it seemed like I'm watching the segments and he's getting cheered and I'm like which is great for what WWE's trying to do with Roman Reigns they're trying to get him cheered so maybe people are looking at this going like all right this is his first time doing like a solo thing without the shield um, and people are accepting him so maybe they're hoping that people at home are going like all right I guess we like Roman Reigns now I guess yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens next week on Raw and see how they react to him and how they book him. It, it blows my mind about how a dead crowd can affect a good show on TV. Yeah, and I've been involved in... Quite a few. Know, yeah, like I've been <laughs> involved in dead crowds. I've been involved in very lively crowds. And, you know, it when you have a lively crowd you can make a horrible match seem awesome because the crowd's so into it and like the interactions there and everything. Um, but then you can also have a dead crowd and you could be having a phenomenal match and the crowd's just not into it or whatever. And then it kind of brings down, you know, the match a little bit. Cause when you're viewing it on TV, you'd be like, well, I thought that was awesome, but why is the crowd not reacting to it? Um, so yeah, a dead crowd can kind of, you know, ruin yeah. a show. Uh, by the way, I had a question for you on Twitter. I'm sure you probably saw it from viral underscore S. It's a question for P. E. Williams, not so much me. By the way, I like I like how okay. they I like how they do that. A uh, question for the podcast: Steiner fumbling his words on the promo, intentional or not? Was he doing that for a pop for the boys? Uh, totally, uh, not intentional. Uh, just because, you know, I would talk to him backstage and he'd fumble over words as well. Um, you know, I remember like one of the moves I do, like, okay, every wrestler has a basic set of moves. Of course, I do a Canadian Destroyer, but I do like a series of like, uh, I don't know, like five to seven moves that I do like pretty much every match if there's time. Mm -hmm. And one of them is I do a drop toe hold uh where the guy lands with his throat on the second ropes and he's hanging there kind of like you know you're getting set up for a 619 and i'll hit the other ropes and i'll drop kick him in the back okay i mean that's that's one of my moves that i do and uh i remember when you know steiner and i wrestle each other quite a few times and you know we'll call the match and he's like hey what do you want to do and we're talking about it and i'm like yeah then i'll give you a drop to hold on the ropes i'll give you a drop kick and you know we go over the match and then you know, we're like, all right, let's go over it one more time, make sure we got it. And then he's telling it to me, he's like, yeah, you, you know, you give me the tippy toe hold. And I'm like, tippy toe hold. I'm like, drop toe hold. Yeah, yeah, drop. Like, but it was just because we're talking fast, you know, getting into it, you know, uh, you know, like feel like, you know, you're talking on the back, you're excited about it and all that kind of stuff. And then you just fumble over words. And instead of drop hold, you say, yeah, tippy toe hold. Um, and I'm like, no, drop toe hold, like. So, yeah, it happens. And the same thing with this promo. It's like he's just into it and he's excited and all that kind of stuff. And then the wrong words come out of his mouth or a mix-up of several words mashed together come out of his mouth. Did, did Whatever. He, did he ever get pissed when you corrected him? No, because I wouldn't do it in a mocking way. Mm -hmm. um, like right there I would have been – he's like, to be told, and I'd say – uh, drop told he's like yeah and then we just keep on going i wouldn't laugh or anything like that because um you know i mean he doesn't if you make fun of somebody obviously they're gonna make fun of you so 
I just I wasn't gonna make fun of him. I knew exactly what he meant when he said tippy toe hold. It just and especially like when we did other promos too. When I remember being in the ring, it was me and him, and I want to say uh, Rocket Kong was in there, and we're doing a promo with Joe, and Joe is trying to keep a straight face because uh, Steiner was supposed to say something like, uh, <laughs> "I have a a college scholarship." to university of michigan or something like that but instead of saying college scholarship he said college ship and then joe's face i'm just looking at joe and this is live in the ring and he's just like trying to hold it back like oh yeah college ship okay mm-hmm. um so i mean it just <laughs> it happens you know and like we just don't mention it on the way back uh, in the back and everything's good to go <laughs> I do want to say thank you to a few of my new followers, by the way. One I'm a little geeked about, uh, one of your boys, Desmond Xavier, just followed me on Twitter. Really? I don't even think Desmond Xavier follows me. Well, there's a reason for that. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Maybe I don't follow him. I, I, I got to go back and follow hmm. all my boys from uh, um, from Impact now that, I, now that I'm back doing it. I'm like, okay. Yeah, no, Desmond does not follow me, so... He must like you more than he likes me because hey. you talk well about him and I don't. And I'm I'm gonna hang on to that. And I don't talk about him bad either. Well, well or bad or either way. But I think he sees true <laughs> talent. True. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Desmond Xavier's awesome. I mean, he could do everything in the room. I think uh, everything in the room. Everything. Okay, Steiner. Yeah, I know. Now I'm I'm trying to read and talk at the same time because what I'm trying to look for is on Sunday. I don't know if you saw the tweet that I tweeted. No. Um, what what did it say? Okay. So there's this, um, you know, uh, Twitter account. It's called Kayfabe News. And it's yes. supposed to be satire. Like, it's totally fake news. So somebody posted uh, a, a story about Steiner. So I read it. And it's oh, like I a quick little that. excerpt. And, and I said, read this article on Steiner. I can confirm that it is 133 and two-thirds percent true. <laughs> Just playing off of his, you know, right. his promo. But it said, man, I wish – it was talking about, uh, um, you know, like snorting protein powder off of a 77-year-old Guatemalan woman's stomach. Wow. And, uh, yeah, and, and and that was during breakfast at Denny's. That's what they quoted me in saying. And I'm like, that's awesome. That is so funny. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they just had a little write-up if you're if – you're, able to get on twitter or anything like that look at it and uh it's hilarious it's a good read and by the I way love stuff like that and, and i can't wait for next week where perry williams joins us on the podcast <laughs> oh that's another one that was great um yeah when they when they tweeted when i was at smash this past sunday and they tweeted uh you know the big long thing because now we get more than 100 and what 40 characters we get like 200 and something now yeah. so they're going over everything and they said uh you know um kevin bennett takes on perry williams and all this kind of stuff and then that kind of blew up saying like who's perry williams i don't and then i tweeted like breaking news perry can't uh attend the event i will be taking his place instead um but yeah i I love mess ups like that i mean you could just play off them it's almost like they did it on uh on purpose that 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 was great i even chimed in yeah, so I mean, it's all it's all good fun. I love making fun of myself. Uh, you can never offend me if you make fun of me because I, you got to have a sense of humor in this business. Uh, if you don't, you're not going to last. 
um, or you're just going to be miserable and grumpy, which that's what I do not aspire to be. I want to be happy. Um, but yeah, I mean, do you want to talk about Smash this past, or do you want to move on with some no, other let's, wrestling let's, stuff? Let's or? talk about Smash a little bit because I liked I liked the way we weave in and out of things. Because look, Raw and SmackDown by this time everybody knew what knows what happens. They they saw the videos. They you know there might be one or two things we'll cherry pick and just talk about. But I I like talking about this stuff too. Yeah. Okay. Great. Um. So, yeah, Smash uh, this past Sunday. Uh, I was up in Toronto at the Opera House again. And uh, I. so before we get to the match, um, it, it becomes a long day. Uh, Toronto's quite a drive for me. I drove up there with uh, Idris Abraham, um, Joe Coleman, and Kaido. And uh, it, it's a long drive, and I was like, you know what would be awesome, guys, if we were matches one, two, and three. And because Idris Abraham and... Uh, Joe Coleman, they are a tag team. They actually do a a, a gimmick where they're called like halal beefcake, mm-hmm. where one guy's like, you know, all. Anyways, you got to look it up. So um, I was like, that'd be awesome if we're matches one, two, and three. We get to the show, and we are matches one, two, and three. I was so excited about that. You have no idea because I'm like, man, we can leave like right after we do autographs or intermission, we can leave. And you know, we got home like a good probably an hour and a half earlier than I than we usually do so I mean great I love it but anyways so uh I think I was third match and I was wrestling this guy named Kevin Bennett and if you don't know Kevin Bennett he's uh I I believe he's Canadian um but I don't know if he's like from the Buffalo area or whatever but you got to look him up on Twitter and he's got quite a following but he does this uh like he's a like a, a rapper I guess I guess he has a following in rap and uh you know he's a he's a white dude so of course, he does. You know, people make fun of him and call him like, like Vanilla Ice ripoff or Aaron Carter and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I didn't know much about him, and I was asking, you know, some of the boys in the back, I'm like, "How's Kevin Bennett?" And they're like, "Oh man, he's got a lot of heat with the crowd. The crowd hates him." And I'm like, "Yeah, okay, we'll see about that." I mean, <laughs> you know, sometimes other boys, you know, like you know, they they talk good about their boys, you know, just to kind of put them over. So. They messed up the entrances. He was supposed to go out there first and do his little uh, rap concert, uh, but they sent me out first, so I had to sit there with my thumb in my butt, like watching his rap concert. It was kind of weird. And, anyways, um, so he's doing the rap concert, and well, before he does that, he comes out. I'm I'm standing in the ring. He comes out, and oh my, he does have some heat, man. They were chanting like "F you, Bennett," wow. and like giving him the finger they were turning their back to him while they were giving him the finger and stuff like that like he had a lot of heat and then like i I thought it was bad and i'm like oh man this is this is gonna be awesome and then he's like hey i'm gonna do a like he cuts his promo and he says i'm gonna do a rap concert and people are booing soon as he starts rapping the crowd is like you can't even hear him rap because they're all over him like he had so much heat so um it was it was just awesome being in that atmosphere because he had so much heat that people hated him so much. Um, but yeah, we had a nice little decent match. He, uh, you know, he he has like two sidekicks with him, Tank and Muscle are their names. And uh, one of the cool points was uh, in the crowd. I looked out there, and there's two guys have like uh, like cosplay costumes on of wrestlers. One guy is dressed up as Scott Steiner, has the chainmail, the blonde goatee. <laughs> You know, he's actually pretty jacked, too. Not like Steiner by any means, but he's pretty jacked. And I'm like, man, that's awesome. Another guy was dressed up as Macho Man. 
um, like not NWO Macho Man, but like WWE Macho Man, right? Uh, with a cowboy hat and stuff. And I'm like, this is great. So in the middle of my match, impromptu, I said to Ben, and I'm like, hey man, take a clothesline and lay there. So I did the old Scott Steiner gimmick. I just whipped him off, gave him a clothesline. You know, did the whole shaking up the arm and flex the bicep and then kiss the bicep and drop the elbow. And after the ref counts, you get off him and start doing the push-ups like Steiner did. Yep. And the crowd the crowd ate it up. That was like their favorite part of the match, and that's all it was. But that's just because I saw Steiner in uh, in the crowd. So You didn't even uh, too really sweet good show him? At Smash. What's that? You didn't even go over and too sweet the guy. Actually, after the match was over and I was heading to the back, I too sweeted him and Macho Man. Oh, my God. I'm geeking out about that. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, good show. Fun little stuff like that on shows just, just makes it for me. I mean, that I remember that more than anything else I did in the match. How, um, how was the so, crowd beforehand yeah. with the autograph signings? I'm always curious about that. Beforehand? I don't go beforehand because uh, uh, I was so close to the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. So I said, I'll just go out at intermission. And uh, uh, it, it was good. I had a, a brand new T-shirt I made. Uh, you saw it. It yes. says... Uh, destroyer checklist and it says game over uh, underneath it and it's kind of like 8-bit type uh, graphics and on the back it has a list of uh, um, all the people that have received the Canadian destroyer guys like AJ Styles, Bobby Roode, Eric Young, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, all, all people like that so um, got that on the list and uh, you know the shirt did pretty well I sold the uh, nice uh, sold a few shirts there and uh, you know autographs and pictures and stuff like that and uh, one guy was like waiting for me to get out there. Like I wasn't even like I took my stuff out there to get set up, and he already has enough money for uh, two T-shirts. And I'm like, all right, hold on, hold on, man. Let me let me get set up. Let me get all my stuff out, you know. And uh, so yeah, it was good. Really good show. Love Smash Wrestling. Going and, back there uh, December 10th. And and I have to ask you. Always ask you when do when you go to a show. Anybody say they love the podcast? Um. Yes, but it's the same guy that told me because we went to the same sh- uh, venue last month, mm-hmm. um, and there's a guy that listens to. I wish I could remember his name. I'm so bad at that. Uh, but same dude, um, you know, talks about some of our, our stuff. Didn't talk about the ask the wife bit, so I don't know if you didn't listen to that one yet. So, um, yeah, I mean, a, a lot of the same people in the crowd. Um, I recognize them. They're like, like one guy was like, "Hey, Petey," and he shows me a picture of me and him from the last show and i'm like hey good to see you again so a uh, good return crowd at least they're getting they're putting on a good enough show where people want to come back and watch uh, another one that that's kind of sweet and weird at the same time and this isn't you talking it's me but i've had that happen one time where i was at one radio station and took a picture with somebody and why anybody would want to take a picture with me I, i'll never understand and then <laughs> Three, four years later, the same guy comes up and is like, hey, do you remember this? And now I'm going to tell a lot of the people, since kayfabe is dead now, I'm going to tell you guys something. And this is not to be rude. And this is me. And you may agree or disagree. But if you come up to somebody and you ask us if we remember you and we go, oh, yeah, yeah. We don't remember you at all. We're just trying to be polite. I mean, the one guy I did remember, he's very distinct looking, um, and I did have a conversation with him, and it's only been like four weeks. Oh, see, so that's different. I, I, do I remember taking a picture with him? No. But do I remember him and what he looks like? Yeah, because I remember talking to him. Oh, no. um, but most of the time, I, I don't remember. 
and we've had this conversation before. I've wrestled people and they and I introduced myself to them years later. I'm like, yeah, we've wrestled before. So, yeah, I mean, the, the worst goes PD, to show, man. The worst PD yeah. is when you get in the radio and they'll be like, do you remember I called four weeks ago with this question? And you're like, ah, yeah, you do. There's so much content. You do so much stuff. Um, and like I said, I just wrestled on Sunday and, you know, I don't remember much of the match because it's done and over with, but I do remember, you know, doing the Scott Steiner move because of the Scott Steiner guy in the crowd. I mean, certain things you remember, everything else, it kind of just runs together. Let's, let's talk a little house of hardcore. Uh, wow. This Twitch thing was the best thing that ever happened to him. Uh, yeah, I guess they said, uh, like 125 thousand views Mm -hmm. which i don't that sounds like a success but i don't know it sounds like a success i don't know what in the twitch universe if that is a success um i'm new to twitch Uh, i still don't even have it um don't know much about it i know it's more for gaming and stuff like that but yeah it's uh it's it's gonna be good yeah uh wow it that and you know the one thing that kind of has blown up was this Austin Aries promo, which you were in the back. You didn't really hear a lot about it, but you know Austin Aries comes out with his book, and he he to his credit falls on the sword. You know he's I'm I you know I have a reputation. I deserve it. I I did it, and. He, you know, he kind of buries a little bit of our truth in this saying, you know, I used to be called the truth, you know, the truth until Ron Killings took it. Thank you. And I think he meant that tongue in cheek, too. And kind of somewhere in the middle of his promo, the crowd turns on him and starts booing him. And I, you know, in kind of in the middle of it, he's like, I'm a face. What are you guys doing? Can you, if you haven't seen it, go look it up. And I felt bad for Austin Aries here. What kind of crowd is a house of hardcore crowd? It's different. And I I think it's a different crowd. They're very ECW um, where, you know, they want to see the the old school ECW guys, you know, like they want to see Dreamer out there, you know, and it's his promotion. I get it. It's going to be his type of fans. Um they want to see, you know, anybody that was affiliated with ECW back in the day, like Guido and Super Crazy and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then, you know, Sandman's music hits. Enter Sandman. Sandman music music hits. And the place goes absolutely nuts. And it's like, you, you know what's going to happen. He's going to come out and he's going to cane some people, which is cool. When he gets but out of I his mean, wheelchair. <laughs> no. I mean, yeah. No, he, I mean. <laughs> I can make the he, joke. He's older, obviously. He's over, obviously he's older, but. You know, it's still cool, and people just like to relive that that era, you know. And it's it's good that we still can. But that's what kind of crowd it is. And I mean, I wrestled uh, M Dog Matt Cross that show, and I was talking about it where the crowd was just kind of like, "All right, um, you know, you you guys are two good athletes, but you guys are both baby faces, so we're just gonna like kind of sit and watch this match, and a couple guys will heckle and stuff like that." You know, I mean, it's a different type of crowd when. Uh, when Billy Gunn went out there, they liked him. So they're, I would say they're more like maybe a mainstream type crowd, but at the same time, ECW type crowd, um, which, you know, is, is cool. I mean, last time I was there, uh, I don't know, maybe it was a different crowd, even though it was in the ECW arena a few months ago. 
And uh, when I wrestled like Bobby Fish and Zachary Wentz and Alex Reynolds, and you know we had an awesome match and stuff, and the crowd was into it and everything. Uh, I, I don't know, I don't know. And then when the Briscoes showed up at the end of the show, um, you know, at first they cheered him, but then they realized like, oh, you're you're beating you're beating up Tommy Dreamer. He's like our our guy, you know. And they started you know saying f you Briscoes and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I yeah, I feel bad for 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 Austin Aries. Um, but you know, he's, he's pretty quick on his feet. He's, he's a very good talker. So he can switch that around pretty quick on people if he wants. And you know, the one thing you gotta, you gotta know in wrestling is you work the fans. The fans don't work you. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's one thing I said to M dog, Matt cross. I said, listen, man, when that guy, that one guy's heckling to you, I'm like, I didn't even hear what he was saying, but you know, it was getting to him. And I was like, dude, the fans don't work us. We work the fans. I'm like, don't worry about that one guy. I'm like, we got hundreds of other guys to worry about. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and you know, if anybody that's a wrestler that's listening to this right now, that's that's one thing you got to remember. You, you know the by the way, the House of Hardcore almost two hundred thousand hits right now. Oh, okay. So see, it keeps moving up. So yeah. uh, that's awesome. I mean, that's I'd say that's a, a huge success. Two hundred thousand. That that is a huge win, and you know, I almost blame the Attitude Era because this was something I'm gonna tease because uh, I want to talk about on the State of Wrestling Union podcast we're gonna do Sunday, and then we'll release it here, of course. Fans are are out of control now with trying to be part of the show, and and I almost blame the Attitude Era for this, and it started with the signs every. Everybody who had a ticket had a sign, and you couldn't see behind them. And it's gone from signs where you don't see as many signs now in wrestling, but the chants are are out of control. You know, the you deserved it or this is awesome. They don't mean as much as they used to when people would chant them when it first became. Because now they chant it over anything now. Yeah, and it did start with the Attitude Era. Um no, I mean, you're you're absolutely right. Those chants are overdone. I remember uh, um, in 2004, uh, when I worked AJ at that first monthly pay-per-view, um, there were never really, not in, not in TNA or Impact, there was never really a, like a dueling chant. I remember them going, you know, let's go PD, let's go AJ back and forth, right? Mm-hmm. And it was just amazing because it hasn't really been done in TNA. I don't know if they used to do it at Ring of Honor or whatever, but it was like a really big thing. And then um, the, the crowd was like really into it and all that, and that's why it felt so special. And then I remember like the next day at our Impact tapings, they were doing it like almost every match. And I, like we were like, okay, guys, cut it out. Because, I mean, it doesn't even you, – you don't even like this bad guy that you're cheering – uh, you're just cheering it because you guys like doing the dueling chants. So it kind of like uh, you guys already you guys made it special that one night, but then you're trying to like do it for every single match the next night. And I'm like, it doesn't it doesn't work like that, guys. It doesn't work like that. Right. It, it needs to be organic. And a lot of times now it seems very scripted and it bothers me as someone that sits at home and watches. And then, you know, someone will be giving a great promo and then all of a sudden the crowd will go into what? And it, if there's something that needs to die a painful death is the what chant. That thing, the what chant needs to die the same 
slow wrestling death Stone Cold Steve Austin suffered. I mean, through injuries and whatnot, he just stop it and let it go. Don't come back for a match. Let Just let the what chance die. That and CM Punk chance. Yeah, uh, I the first chant I'd like to see die is the what chant, just because, you know, somebody could actually be getting set up to talk about like a good promo, and, you know, maybe they're starting off slow because they're going to build up into getting something really good out, and then it just gets ruined because people aren't even listening to the words. They're just listening and waiting for the pause so they could say what, which is fine. I understand people, you know, pay money to do whatever they want at the show, Um but when you're when you potentially ruin the show, then that means you're not going to get a good show in return. So, I mean, you know, yeah, cheer, boo, do whatever you want. But like, I, like, I, I don't even know how to put it. Like, it just you, you, you won't get the best show in return because you're you're trying to hijack it pretty much. Yeah. And boy, I, I don't know. I don't know how you fix it or how you change it, but you, you I I don't see enough Ring of Honor, so I don't know if they have the same problems. I don't know if it's just a WWE crowd, but the, that and the CM Punk chants need to die. Okay, maybe I, I'll get you chanted at Triple H in Chicago once a year. All right, but I still don't like it because he's never coming back again. The, I... I I don't think there's enough money in the world for CM Punk to come back to the WWE. He has too much integrity for that to happen. So why even bother with it? Um, that, that's a good question. Why even bother with it? Probably because, you know, they, the internet age, they know kind of, or what the fans feel their version of what happened or what, at least what the dirt sheet said. So the fans are in the loop of what happened. So they're going to chant CM Punk at, certain people and stuff like that. Or let's take this for example. Um, you're in Chicago. That's where punk's from. Everybody knows that they're going to chant CM punk just like back, um, years ago. Uh, and for many years, um, you know, Shawn Michaels would come out in, uh, in Canada or Earl Hebner or Vince or whatever. And they would chant, you screwed Brett. And people are like, Brett's never coming back either, but they just want the people to, or the people just want like, Hey, we know what happened. You screwed our favorite guy. Uh, so we're giving it to you right now. How, how does that affect a wrestler? I I've always wanted to know this in, and you know, a lot of these guys are quick on the feet, men and women, but as you've been on the show, you've been out there when fans try to hijack it. When you go back in the back, do you, what is the first words like, you know, really, did they have to do that? Or do you just untape your wrist and business as usual? Yeah, I, I used to get frustrated about little things like that. But now, like I said, this run, my goal is to have fun. And like, for example, the match I had with uh, M-Dog Matt Cross, he was like, man, you know, I like, I was really excited. ECW Arena, we're going to have a good match. all that, And it was a good match. It just... You know, it felt like kind of – it wasn't hijacked at all. It was just a, a few hecklers. Um, I mean, we had a decent match where there was no possibility for them to hijack it. But, you know, he was down about it. And, I, like, that's when I talked to him. Like, don't be down. I'm like, we had a good match. It probably looked great on Twitch. Um, you know, there's a few hundred people in the crowd. I'm like, but there's, like you said, 200,000 people watching on Twitch. I'm like, 
you know, what, where's the bigger crowd? It's, it's, you know, through those cameras. Um, but you know, it didn't bother me because I know I'm like, if you let the fans work you, it's going to get to you. But if you work the fans, then, you know, everything's going to be good. And as we wrap up this podcast, I have one question for you. Uh, you know, it came out. I was, uh, I, I'm not much of a dirt sheet guy, but I've been getting into like YouTube wrestling talk stuff. And Dave Meltzer, will, I guess there was a question on Twitter uh, about could anybody sell a, out a 10,000 seat arena again? It hasn't happened since WWE in the Attitude Era. There hasn't been a promotion to do it since. Uh, what, WCW in the mid to late 90s? And I guess the Bullet Club has taken it as a challenge to try to set up a show to sell a, a 10,000 seats. Do you think they succeed? Um, well, I want to say this must be a North American thing because uh, New Japan, when they have the Wrestle Kingdom, even yeah, like yes, this is it's, a, it's a in huge the United arena. States. Oh, United States. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's a good question. If they can, I mean, ten thousand people is a lot of people. I mean, they're gonna have to do it in a good market. Um, there's there's gonna be a lot of a lot that goes behind it, rather than just saying like, hey. Let's right. put on a show and try to sell out 10,000 people. Well, you, um, Ring of Honor is going to want their money out of it if they can pull it off. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have to be affiliated with, like, Ring of Honor at least, maybe maybe more. I mean, geez, 10,000. That's uh, – I mean, I know the Young Bucks are, are a big name now. They have, like, what, the hottest selling shirt at Hot Topic or shirts, plural. Yep. Um, so, I mean, that should go to show something, but it's so easy to go and buy a shirt. Even if you're a non-wrestling fan, you can look at a Bullet Club shirt and be like, wow, that, that looks pretty cool. I'm going to buy that shirt. Um, but, you know, it's one thing to spend your 20, 30, 40 bucks for a T-shirt. That's quick. That takes two minutes of your time. But to go to a show and buy a ticket and, like, you know, park and all that kind of stuff, I mean, it, it takes a lot. You're going to need sponsors. Um, but I know Young Bucks do have connections. Um, they have people that, you know, help them probably help them get in hot talk and stuff like that. So I know they do have a lot of connections of people that can pull strings. So, you know, if they, if anybody could do it, it, it could probably be them. Um, I don't want to say no, I don't think it's going to happen because I, 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 I always tell people if you want to see a wrestling company fail, you're not a true wrestling right. fan because, it doesn't make sense. I mean, it just means less wrestling out there for a fan to watch and less options. So do I want to see them sell out 10,000 seat arena? Absolutely. Because that means that all the boys working there are going to have that experience. Uh, they did something that nobody else could do. There's another place for guys to work in. It's 10,000 fans they get to watch. And then that's probably going to be streamed. So it's going to add more to wrestling. It's just going to make everything, the whole wrestling business better. So I want to see them succeed can they? I mean, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be really tough. I mean, even eight thousand is a lot. Like I see Demore, and he puts a lot into his shows and stuff. He doesn't run a, arenas that are ten thousand that could seat, but you know he'll he'll draw like maybe fifteen hundred, maybe two thousand for an independent show. That's phenomenal. You don't see that anymore. Um, 
Let, but I mean, that's that's still a lot that he put in there. Let's play a quick game. Let's say we're booking this show for them, and not wrestlers, but maybe we can touch on that. Uh, where let's think of a couple places where you would book this show at, because I feel like you probably wouldn't do it in New York or Buffalo because you're too out of the way for for the rest of middle America to come out there, right? Well, uh, that's a good question because New York, you have like millions of people in a small square foot or not a small uh, square mile, mm-hmm. uh, which is great because, you know, you got people don't have to commute far to go. Um, but then again, there's so much to do in New York In California. I mean, with traffic and stuff, I mean, I don't even think WWE draws well in California because, well, let's face it, you know, their show goes on at eight. That's really five uh, Pacific right. time. So people aren't even off work yet. Um, so it'll be tough to draw in California as well. Um, you might want to do it like in a Chicago area. I was thinking Chicago. Uh, you're not going to do it in Florida cause you're contending with nice weather. Yeah. Florida. And there's nothing South of Florida. Right. So, you, you know, um, could you, so yeah, maybe a Chicago, maybe, uh, I don't even know. Maybe even like a, maybe a St. Louis. I don't, maybe not even. What about um, like a Carolina's? No, they're too, uh, they're too old school. Okay. Um, I, I would say like young bucks are still too much of a new thing for the, like, you, you don't want to do anything in the, those Southern, like Tennessee, Carolina States, not unless you're going to book like Jerry Lawler on the show or something like that. Um, you know, you, if, if you're going to do 10,000, you know, you almost want to have like a CM Punk on your show, somebody that no other company can get, um, and you almost want to do it where, like, you know, CM Punk agrees to do it when Daniel Bryan quits WWE, and then it's CM Punk versus Daniel Bryan <laughs> after his 90-day no-compete clause. I mean, that, that's that's what you want to do. Well, this 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 is going to have to be done in the summertime, right? I mean, if you're going to do it, I, maybe the farthest north you go, and it's not even that north, is maybe Cleveland. Because you would have people from Buffalo drive down to Cleveland. I don't think you'd get a ton of people from Cleveland driving to New York. Uh, you Chicago to Cleveland is, what, five, six hours? That might be doable. Yeah. I, Chicago, I would say Chicago's a good bet. Uh, I want to say like they even have their pro wrestling tea store there. Chicago's always a good draw. Even when Impact ran there, they drew very well. Um, even like a lot of independent shows I've been on, um, it drew very well. Um, you got Detroit four hour drive. You got the Iowa's, you got stuff, you know, Wisconsin and stuff. You got the, like Indiana, St. Louis, the, all those people can, can, you know, drive to Chicago area. Everybody knows that Chicago's a, you know, a big city, a big wrestling city. Um, you know, that's somewhere. I, I don't know if they have their connections in Chicago though. It all depends right. on where their connections are as well. What about Atlanta? Not the wrestling town it used to be. Uh, no, because they were very WCW. Um, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say Atlanta either. Uh, it has to be a hardcore, like Philly. Philly could do it too, but I mean, I don't know where you would run in Philly. Um, but you you would need one of those type of, or you could do it in Jersey as well. Okay. Uh, maybe 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 you do want to do it on the East Coast. There's a lot of. A lot of wrestling on the East Coast. I mean, that's a good question. It's a good question. It'd be interesting to see if they do it and where they do it. 
even though as weird as this sounds because you, you and i i think we've talked about how you're with another promotion now so we're not going to any other shows as a support for your company you know it, we're going to a wrestling show sunday and to support it we're not going to talk wwe wrestling we're going to talk wrestling in general because it's you, you want to support the hand that feeds you would you do something like this to support independent wrestling is that viewed different as in supporting the big leagues does that make sense yeah i would do something like this to support independent wrestling i think what it feels like right now it's like you got wwe and then everything else mm-hmm. when it comes to north america or you know the united states anyways that that's just what it feels like so and even when i was at house of hardcore it felt like that because it's like you had you know, House of Hardcore, and then you had Ring of Honor guys show up, contract Ring of Honor guys show up on a House of Hardcore show. You had the uh, NWA champion on the show as well, and then you had some guys from, like, uh, uh, Lucha Underground, so a lot of different type of companies, but that's what it kind of has to be right now because you got the WWE, that's the machine, and then it's everything else. So I don't think there should be like exclusive contracts and all that kind of stuff uh, unless you're in WWE because that's where you're, you know, make, making the most money is up there. And could, well, that's not true because a lot of indie people can make more money than WWE guys. But um, you know what I mean. Could could that work? If, if let's say, House of Hardcore, Ring of Honor, uh, NWA, and maybe another promotion – got together, created one mega promotion, but still had their outside little ring of honors. Could could that work? No, not the way you just described it, because uh, you got to remember, you got somebody like Tommy Dreamer owns House Hardcore. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even like who owns Ring of Honor now. When I was there, it was a uh, Kerry Silken, but I don't think he owns it anymore. But you have the owner of Ring of Honor. You got the owner of like whatever impact. You got the owner of. Um, like Lucha Underground. There's too many chiefs right there, not enough Indians, and I just don't think it would work because they all wouldn't have the same vision, which when you watch those shows, they all don't have the same vision. They all book in different directions and stuff. So that's why it wouldn't work to form a mega promotion and work like cohesively as a team um, unless one company, the owner of one company, absorbed and bought out all those other companies. Um, that's the only way it would work because then you have like one chief pretty much. But – it would work in a sense of having a mega show. For example, Wrestle Kingdom. Um, I, I think they still do it. Uh, it. It wasn't when I was on there in Wrestle Kingdom 2. It wasn't just a New Japan pro wrestling show. There was a bunch of uh, wrestlers from different promotions on the show. There was like All Japan and uh, New Japan and like, uh, I want to say, like Noah. Um, I, I want to say like almost all of them had a representative on the show. So that's when it will work because you can have, you know, it's the big January show, Tokyo Dome, you know, you're, you're having a mega show. And I think they could do something like that here where you got like, you know, maybe impact and ring of honor and, you know, Lucha underground house, hardcore, whatever. And you got a few guys from each show, maybe like some, you know, somebody from Impact Wrestle, somebody from Ring of Honor or something like that. I think that 
would be a huge draw because people have never seen that before. I sent you a text and let me know when you get it and because I want you to read this. And it, as we wrap this up, by the way, this might be our longest podcast, but uh, you know, no. as we saw on Monday night, Matt Hardy is kind of starting his awoken. Matt Hardy is what the rumor is. It's not going to be broken. It's going to be awoken. And you know, I, if you go to wrestling Inc., the story is up right there. But Ed Norholm had a great quote. I, I feel like it's very promising, and it might even be forward-thinking for a wrestling company. And I wanted to send it to you so you could read it, if you if you can pull it up. The, the, the text? Yeah. Yeah, I got the text here. What is this from? This is Ed Norholm's direct quote over the Matt Hardy broken gimmick that you that we saw on Monday night. Oh, okay. Um, is this a recent quote from him? Yes. Okay, it says, We have seen the character development, and we will be interested to see where they take the concept. Our new talent agreements all incorporate language that allow talent to continue to use their impact persona after they leave the company. We are working with our legal team to amend our existing agreements to extend this to all our current and former talent. I feel like huh. I feel like that's great. Because to, that's, to, that's also smart. It is. It you know to to me the one black eye that came out of the Hardys leaving Impact was this whole broken gimmick thing, and it made Impact look bad. You know I don't know if if there was money to be made or not, but it would have probably been nothing if the Impact just said hey, take it. And you know even on his podcast, whether you like, uh, oh who's who's the guy that got in a fight with Centino. Um, Jim, Jim Cornette. Yeah, whether you like Jim Cornette or not, I think Jim Cornette on one of his podcasts said, you know, when he was there on television, he sat him down and said, you know, it's bad business suing boys over gimmick infringement. Let's try not to do that. And and to me, reading that right there gives me hope that you know, hey, this might be a a, a good company now going forward to work for. Not that it wasn't, but the broken gimmick kind of the 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 spat over it kind of gave impact that black eye yeah i think it would be smart for impact well let's take it back a notch wwe would not allow one of their gimmicks to be shown on different you know television whether it be ring of honor or look at cody rhodes you can't even use the Rhodes last name right absolutely i agree i mean like that's i mean come on man if anybody should have like you know, a pardon or anything, it, it should be that, you know, based on Dusty Rhodes and stuff like that. And Cody, Rhodes. like, I mean, it's so ridiculous, but you know, I, every time somebody leaves WWE, they got to change their name. And, you know, I, I mean, it's kind of ridiculous, but I understand WWE does own the, the rights to that. I mean, that's, that's, that's their right. So, I mean, I think impact was saying the same thing, like, Hey, we own the rights to that, whether they do or not, or whatever it got. It's above our heads. To, I remember, yeah, I remember when I signed my first contract, they were like, you know, right down on the back here, all the stuff that you used before uh, you, you signed with us, you know. So, like, obviously, Canadian Destroyer was one of them and all that kind of stuff. So, Impact doesn't own the rights to Canadian Destroyer. So, I mean, it, I could take it with me wherever I go, you know. Like, it's – I think it's good because – and this is why I think it will be good for Impact. If they allow him to be – 
broken Matt Hardy and say, yeah, you know, like that, that's great. You know, keep the gimmick. It's all great. That way people are like, oh, he used to do this gimmick over here was created at this company. Well, maybe we should watch this company. It seems like they create good characters. You know, so if anything, it opens up more opportunity, more doors, more viewers, more people potentially watching the product of Impact. So I, I think it's a good thing. Not just that, but you may get a, a good reputation again with some of the talent that may want to come back. Because now you are you say to them, you know what, we're trying to be different. Come on back. If you create something cool, you can take it with you and make some money on the independent scene. And people may come back for for the TV exposure alone. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know if it's, or at the time, at least when I was there, you know, there was pretty much two places to work. There was WWE and Impact at the time. Mm-hmm. And when guys were released from WWE, they didn't have anywhere to go to work on a weekly basis. So when Impact was knocking on the door, like, yeah, come work for us or vice versa, and they're paying them all this money, I was like, why are you paying them all this money? They have literally nowhere to go. WWE just got rid of them. Like, they, they they have to work here, and they can work here at a cheaper rate. If they don't want to, then then by all means, go to Japan or something else. So that's what I never understood with Impact, like why they weren't paying their own home bread stars more money rather than the ex-WWE guys. Yeah, I'm sure they have a name and stuff, but like, I mean, not all of them did where it was attracting more viewers and stuff. Obviously, WWE thought that you know they weren't good enough to be on their TV, so why should Impact put them on their TV? You know what I mean? So that, that's that's what I never really got or understood. Um, I don't know. I, that's, that's just how I felt. Well, there you go, guys. This has been the longest Wrestling Perspective podcast ever. Yeah, and, we're and, gonna, we should break it into two parts or something like that. <laughs> and we still have coming up here in a second, Wrestler or Porn Star with P.D. Williams' wife. The way you said that, wrestler, porn star with Peter Williams' wife. (laughs) That sounded ridiculous. I I Scott Steinerd it. Yeah, no, it just the way it came out so quick. It's like we're gonna have two wrestlers' names. Which one is a porn star? That's right. (laughs) Which one is a wrestler? With my wife. With your wife. I I still sounds bad either way. You say it. I feel like this is gonna be a hit segment. So for everybody out there. Enjoy. Thank you so much. Go over to WrestlingPerspectivePodcast.com. You can get the podcast, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play. Uh, we're on Tuned In now. You can follow PD. Where can people follow you? IP On Twitter at IPD Williams. And you can follow me at Dennis77Farrell, F-A-R-R-E-L-L. Go over to WrestlingInc.com for all of your news. It's, it's a great site. We love being there. Uh, PD. I'll see you Sunday, December 3rd. Was it uh, Belleville, Michigan? Uh, Diamondback mm-hmm. Saloon, Border City Wrestling. Go to bordercitywrestling.com. Get your tickets. And uh, it's going to be a barn burner. Yeah, it will literally a, sal- a saloon burner. A saloon burner. There we go. PD Man, thank you so much. And stay tuned. Porn star or wrestler. We teased it all night long. Here we go again. We brought your wife, Mrs. Destroyer, back for a brand new game that we've yet to play. Uh, yeah, this should be uh, this should be a good one. I don't know how I thought of this game, um, but I mean, I, 
But you you tell us the name of the game. I don't. I, I came up with it, but you tell us the name. The name of the game is Porn Star or Wrestler. Uh, you came up with the game. I picked some names. The research was great, by the way. I spent many hours really <laughs> diving deep into some of these porn stars. Yeah, I, I, I spent uh, I spent a little bit of time on research of uh, the porn star names, not the wrestlers' names, but the porn star names. A little bit of time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. So. Uh, this should be fun. I don't know how I came up with it. Probably because, um, you know, s- some of the names on these lists can be porn star names. And I'm thinking of it. Like, what games can we play? And they're really kind of interchangeable. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm talking about this with, uh, like, when I was on my, my road trip, I was talking about with this, uh, with a couple of other wrestling guys. And I'm saying, like, hey, you know, any of our names could pretty much be porn names if you really think about it. Well, not mine, but yours, yes. I mean, our rest, uh, the wrestling names. Our wrestling names can. Yeah. Um, but anyways, we, we could talk about that more um, uh, another time. But let's, uh, let's, let, let's do the list. I'm excited about the list. Yeah. So this is a list generated by you. Yes. Uh, no particular order or anything like that. Um, let's, uh, let's start with the first one. Are, are you ready? Yeah, as ready as I'm gonna be. <laughs> okay, so we got. I'm not well versed in porn stars or wrestlers, so. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, me neither. Do it. Um. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So we got Charles Dira or Val Venus. You can look at the spelling right there. Okay. Charles Dira could be like Charles. Dear Tay is what comes to mind, but I'm going to say the porn star is going to be Val Venus. Like, yeah, it sounds it like penis. Yeah, it right? is. So yeah. That, oh, I didn't know if I could say that, but that's exactly what came to mind. Um, so Dennis got you with a trick one right off the bat. So, I mean, this this one, Val Venus is the wrestler. However, oh, however, um, it was in the Attitude Era, um, which I, I know you have no idea what that means. No, but I don't. Just let for our listeners, they know what it means. It was during the Attitude Era, and there was, like, edgy type of character names, and he was actually an adult film star. Oh, it's a guy. Okay, that yeah. is a girl. Yeah, no, actually, Val Venus is the guy that trained uh, Bobby Roode. Do you remember? Yes. Okay, yeah, so. Um, yeah, Dennis, what do you think of that? <laughs> uh, that's kind of how I thought it would go, and that's why that was number yeah. one. Yeah. Okay. Well, Dennis, I'm not going to lie. Like, Val Venus, I thought it, like, Val Penis. Yeah, like, no. Val does penis. Yep, like, yep. it's a girl with the guy. So why would he put Okay, all right. I don't know. Okay. I just thought it was a guy and a girl. All right. Um very good. So oh for one. <laughs> um oh, here we go. We got uh Chris Strokes or Pegasus Kid. Uh Chris Strokes is going to be the porn star. <laughs> is going to be the porn star? <laughs> for sure. All right, you you are you are correct. <laughs> one for okay. one. Okay. Uh, yes. One one. Uh Pegasus Kid wrestler. Okay. Great. You're doing good. All right, so this next one, we got Lash LaRue mm-hmm. or Damon Dice. Okay, um, I'm going to say Lash LaRue is definitely the wrestler. Yes. Okay. Damon. It is? Yes. I Yes. I think she, I see, the thing is, these the last two ones, I think she knows these porn stars. No, uh, yeah, it has to be. <laughs> it was going to come out eventually. She, she does a secret porn star podcast that we don't know about. Exactly. So? She's already done this game many times. <laughs> right? Don't 
Don't blow it for me, guys, here. Right. No pun intended. All right, you're doing good. By the way, Lash, an old WCW wrestler, if you don't remember him. Yeah, oh, no, I remember Lash LaRue. I've uh, I've been on shows with him and stuff. He's awesome. I love okay. him. Actually, I want to say he worked for TNA back in, like, 04 for a little bit, um, possibly. Maybe that's where I met him. It wasn't an indie show. So, um, yeah, Damon Dice, don't know him. Um, never met him. <laughs> Haven't been on a show um, with it, him? Never been on a show with him. <laughs> <laughs> So we got Danny Mountain or Mean Mark Callis. Um, <laughs> Danny, <laughs> I hate that I have to pause because I really don't know the answers. Uh, Danny Mountain, I'm going to say is porn star because I think Mountain porn star. Yep, Danny down. Danny Mountain porn star, final answer. Yeah, you are. That's that's correct. It's good. Seems like I know my porn stars yeah. over my wrestlers. You know, the yeah. only one we stumped her on so far was the Venus one, which was he played a porn star <laughs> character on television. So. This is so bad. Okay, um, keep going. Um, me and Mark Callis is. Do you have any idea currently what his wrestling name is? Oh, he's alive. Yeah, he's, well, he's alive. <laughs> oh. um, yeah, the only, the only one that's dead is uh, Pegasus Kid. Well, I don't. Okay. Well, uh, well, Petey, he might be dead. Who's that? Well, who? Mean Mark Callis? Yes. The like, dead man. The under, oh yeah, get it. Yeah, it's, it's the Undertaker. Thanks. He plays oh. a dead character, <laughs> so it's funny that you say that. Oh. Think he's dead. All right. Um, it's almost like she knew. All right. So here we go. Disco Inferno or Flash. Brown. Flash Brown, Disco Inferno. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Wrestler here is going to be. Hmm, I don't know if you want to be as a porn star referred to as an Inferno or a Flash. It's really bad either way. Dennis, so. that is really good that you thought of like the. Wow, that that's really good. I was working oh, I, hard. I was thinking of that, like you know, the the fire in both of them. Yeah. Oh no, I was thinking Flash like quick. Oh, quick. Flash like quick and Inferno. Okay. Like, I, thought, I was thinking Inferno like a fire Inferno and Flash like Flash Bang. Okay. Boom. Oh no, I was thinking Flash like you're super quick and you don't want that to be your porn star name like <laughs> in a Flash Brown. So I'm gonna say he's the wrestler and I'm gonna say that Disco Inferno is gonna be the porn star. Like, All let's right. make it hot. So. uh... I'm going to let Glenn Gilberti know that you think that his wrestling name, Disco Inferno, is a porn star name. <laughs> I still don't know who that I'll make is sure that. I tell him, all right? Um, Flash Brown is the porn star. Oh, I feel bad for him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't. Yeah, he, if you he's, knew doing, Glenn, he's doing all right. Disco Inferno, you didn't need to feel bad for him. Yeah. They're both okay. doing all okay in life. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we got... Ike Diesel or Jimmy Wang Yang. <laughs> God, I want to high five okay. myself so bad. Okay, Jimmy Wang Yang. I mean, that's the obvious porn star. But Ike Diesel? I see. I, when I think porn star, I think Ike. And then I think Wang. So um, I'm gonna. I'm still gonna whoa, go with Jimmy whoa, whoa. Wang. Yang is the porn star. H- hang Ike on. Is the wrestler. Hang on a second. Uh, How come when you think porn star, you think of Ike? Yeah. That 
I don't know. It seems like if I was a guy, that's the name I would pick. I just like my name is Ike Diesel. I'm a porn star. It goes. Yeah, Ike. It would look really good on a business card. (laughs) In your porn wallet? Yeah. All right. Um, So, um, Jimmy Wang Yang is the wrestler. I've actually, I've wrestled him before. (laughs) Um, He had all his clothes on, um, minus the shirt, obviously. Um, And Ike Diesel's the porn star. Please don't tell any of these people. (laughs) All of them. We're tweeting them all all right now. Um, All right. So we got the Red Rooster or Lexington Steel. Um, I know there's got to be people that are sitting in the car or listening to this who can relate. I'm on this one. I'm gonna go because <laughs> they mean, all sound like no, no, great no. porn star names, right, don't they? they or do. good wrestler names, right? I don't know. I didn't realize that wrestler names are so close to porn star names. They are. Um, do you know what okay. my porn star name is? It's it's your no, middle name in the street name. you grew up on. Um, Wasn't so that like Pete? your first pet or something too? Uh, you could use the pet one too, but you know. Yeah, but Pete grew up down the street from me, like a couple of blocks over. Okay, so my porn star name is John Homedale. Homedale, yeah. Which oh, it's almost a better wrestler name than Petey Williams. Oh, I just want to put it good. out there that I actually know what street he grew up on because I listen to him okay. every so often. So right. I just want to put that out there. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to non wrestling stuff, she listens. So, anyways. <laughs> Um, did you guess yet? The Red Rooster or oh, Lexington Steel? No, I was trying to avoid it. Okay. I'm going to say Lexington Steel is going to be the porn star because you think Steel, Red Rooster. I'm just scared, so I'm going to say that's the wrestler. <laughs> yeah, you got that one right. Okay, good. Uh, the Red, yep. Red Rooster is uh, Terry Taylor. He used to be uh, one of uh, – oh, when I got fired by TNA and they let me go, he was the Red Rooster was the one that called me and said, sorry, you don't have a job anymore. So here's my favorite part about Pete's stories about like, oh, the Red Rooster is Terry Taylor. Like I know who Terry Taylor is. <laughs> and then I, but I explained who he is. Yeah. Okay. I just remember you telling me the stories. All right. We got, we got, we got two more. Okay. Two go more. for it. All right. So we got Peter North or Justin Credible. Just incredible. I uh, get it. <laughs> I'll let him know. You get it. Okay, he's the porn star for sure. Peter North. Um, I picture like a mountain kind of uh, wrestler with a pickaxe. That would be my thing. <laughs> so, so Peter. I guess North. I could be a porn star too, actually. Um, but I'm going to say Peter North is definitely the wrestler. Just incredible. Just incredible is definitely the porn star. And what's great is I already gave away the answer. Yeah. And I'm like, I'll let him know you said that. When you oh. said just incredible. <laughs> So, you lose two points for this one. Yeah. Um, Once again, she doesn't listen yeah. to you when you talk wrestling. Yeah, exactly. exactly. We're talking wrestling right now. Whenever I talk wrestling and porn, she doesn't listen. I've tuned out a long time ago. All right, last one. Wait, wait by the way, Peter one. Peter North, Mount Rushmore porn stars. Yes, he is like uh, one of the – I would say him and, and Lexington Steele. Um, probably like – Two, two uh, on this list, I would say. Yeah. Two most famous male porn stars. Apparently, I know what I'm getting for Christmas is new porn star videos. <laughs> it's a win-win for everybody in a the household. Drive. Pardon? It's a win-win for everybody in that household. Yeah. 
Okay, so what's your last one? All right, we got Curry Man or Mandingo. <laughs> Mandingo is definitely the porn star. Curry Man wrestler. <laughs> I'm so immature and start laughing right as soon as I say it. Uh-huh. Yeah, Mandingo porn star. <laughs> yeah, that's that. That is correct. So, I mean, pretty good. I mean, did you keep track? I mean, we got uh, you got that one wrong, right? Right. Two. Um. Tanning mountain. Three. I guess. Yep. Yeah. Wrong. Wrong. Uh. Four, you got four, five out of what is this? A list of ten? Yeah, sounds right. Okay, so I'm fifty fifty on the porn stars and wrestlers. Sounds about right for my knowledge <laughs> on both. <laughs> and these were tough ones. I mean, a lot of these wrestlers' names could be misconstrued as as porn names. Yes. Okay. I'm gonna spend so the what whole. So what was uh, what, what's your porn name? So we know. Oh, mine would be Christine Bernard. Christine Bernard. That's a good porn name. Isn't she, isn't she the chick from Wings? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but that would be my porn star name. I would be Patrick Dan. <laughs> Patrick Dan, that's a good porn star name Do too. It. I feel like that I'd have to have one. like a, a Joey Ryan mustache. You know, I think Joey Ryan, that's his porn star name. That's not even his real name. No, I, I actually don't. I think Joey Ryan's real name. There, there we go. Um, Dennis, I, this was a super entertaining segment. I am going to work. This one doesn't get old. I'm going to work so hard over the weekend to put together even a better list of names. <laughs> I'm anxiously going to await that list. I can't wait to see what you come up with. And, so, so Dennis, do you want to hear um, when when I when I thought of this game and I, I shot you a text over it? I just threw together two names really quick. Yes, let's and do I it. wanted to test her with it to see you know, how she would do. And my two were Sasha Banks and Sasha Gray. Ooh, yeah. Which one's porn? Which one's wrestler? I clearly chose Sasha Banks. Like, the money is in the porn. Right. Yeah, In my mind. So I went Sasha Banks. So she thought that was the porn star. So I was like, oh, man, we're on to something right here. This is is a good game. So, yeah, yeah, thanks thanks for joining us. Thanks for doing this. Yeah. Oh, anytime, guys. (laughs) 